So James Garfield, by some measures, is the smartest person who's ever been elected president in terms of just raw, weird, nerdy intelligence. He spoke, uh, he spoke and uh, could read like eight different languages. Um, and he was also ambidextrous. He could use both of his hands equally well. And so the like funny story that I remember learning as a kid about James Garfield um, is that as like a as like a show after dinner, he would do this thing where they would put um, a text in English up, and then with his right and left hand, he would translate it into Greek and Latin at the same time. Wow. That guy's a genius, right? Um, he was more popular than Rutherford Hayes with um, the people in Congress. He was a congressman um, from Ohio himself. Wait, he was a Republican. Oh, yes. Um, by the way, we're only going to have Republicans as president with the exception of Grover Cleveland basically for the next 40 years. So what can we say about James Garfield as an actual president? Part of what we need to understand is this corruption story again. And um, Hayes had made some real attempts to try to deal with the corrupt spoil system. Um, and Garfield is closer with the group of people in Congress who have been kind of pushing this spoil system. But uh, something you should understand is that the president held open office hours, basically, and people would come in and they would ask for him to sign papers to give them jobs. Um, and Garfield um, was known for trying to refuse these and trying to, to prevent it. Wait, who would come in and ask for jobs? Anyone. Anyone? Mm-hmm. The whole idea is like you could wait in line and then you would sit with the president and you'd ask him for a job. And Lincoln had to do this and... Um, and he would actually give you a job. Yeah, and a lot of times if you were a good, loyal Republican who had done what they were supposed to do. Wow. Okay. Right? Um, but James Garfield uh, refused a lot of these and was trying to put in place a reform, uh, which would say, hey, we can't have the system be all of these people showing up and asking for jobs. Um, we need to have some sort of professional testing system so that we choose people not based on their political loyalty, but based on um, their qualifications. And we should have them in a more permanent place so that when a new president comes in, they don't get to change absolutely everything. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Um, but the Republican Party was split on this issue. There were reformers, and then there were kind of machine politicians. And um, Garfield was seen as a reformer who was going to try to change the system. But for him to even win the nomination, oh, actually, it's important to know how James Garfield becomes president. There were two way more famous people who were going for the Republican nomination. One of them was James Blaine, who was a really powerful um, Republican leader. He had been, he becomes Secretary of State. One of the things that's interesting about this time period is you can't even really track people's jobs always because they become, it's less important what job they hold. Like, are they the senator from New York? Are they, it's more important um, what position do they hold within the Republican Party? Um, so Blaine um, actually runs against Ulysses S. Grant, who comes back. And there's a group of people who are like, let's put him back in. We'll fix it this time. Um, but it's deadlocked. And Blaine and... Because uh, Grant only served one term? He served two terms. Oh, so it's but it's like technically that. not unconstitutional yet to have a third term. Mm -hmm. And so this is the... I don't know if this is... I think this is the first attempt to run for a third term. Um, but he doesn't get very far. He can't even get the Republican nomination. But they're deadlocked for 35 ballots. 
And part of the way through, um, Garfield gives a speech and the speech is about a like amendment to an issue. And he's like challenging people within his own part of the Republican party. And people just really like the speech and they're so tired. They're, they're at 35 ballots. I mean, that's like unheard of that they go, what if we made that guy the president? And he was like, I don't, I don't want to be president. And they were like, mm, let's make it Garfield. And so on the 36th ballot, they choose him to be the Republican nominee. Instead of the two people that they Correct. Because it was like, we're never going to win this. We're never going to win this um, showdown. Let's pick this guy who is a congressman from Ohio. He's like a pretty low level person. He was referred to as the first, I think the first dark horse candidate. And again, it's part of this world where like party bosses are really powerful and they're making deals. And, you know, this is the time where in New York State, there's an incredibly powerful political machine led by Boss Tweed, who like picks different people to have all these jobs. And some of the most important jobs are like weird jobs that no one's ever heard of, like the port commissioner of New York. And actually, they pick the port commissioner of New York uh, to be Garfield's vice president, basically as a way to say to the machine politicians, um, don't worry, we still respect you, or don't worry, please still vote for the Republicans. What did Garfield say in the speech? He actually challenged a guy from Ohio who, was, who he had come there to support. Mm -hmm. And so it makes him seem more principled, right? Mm -hmm. But I have no idea what the issue was. Maybe he just went up there and did the Greek and Latin thing, and people were like, <laughs> that guy... He supposedly, right after he gets nominated, he walks out of the convention and just like sits there because he's so not into this. He like doesn't want to be president. He's like, are you, I just tried to give a speech about an amendment and now I'm not have to be president. Um, and he, uh, so he, he ends. Like he was a good president though. Uh, he's actually considered a pretty great president. He got a lot of stuff done. Um, and he really pushed for some reforms. He helped uh, start to rebuild the Navy. Um, and who knows what he would have done if he hadn't been shot after 200 days. Whoa. He's, after William Henry Harrison, the shortest serving president. And you guess who shot him? You've, you already have all you need to know to, to figure it out. Um, he was shot by one of the people who waited and asked him for a job, and then he said no to them. <laughs> A guy named Charles Gitto, who showed up and said he wanted to be a special, he wanted to have a job in the consulate in France. And Garfield was like, I'm not going to give you that job. And then he showed up later and shot him dead. 